Greetings, Tarnished, and welcome to this week's episode of the Alden Archives, a From Software Lorecast from the Robots Radio Rock Club. I am AK Spartan. I'm Gatsu. And this week, we are talking about General Radon, the Star Scourge. I'm glad we normally start off by talking about the boss fights, Gatsu, because this, this one feels special. This, this, this was a pretty big one in terms of boss fights. I, I would almost go out and say that the Radon Festival in that fight is one of the better and bigger fights in, in gaming in general in recent memory. I would agree with you. There's definitely not a single fight that's within Elden Ring that's like this fight. And there's also not even a lot of fights that are like this fight from franchises outside of this kind of realm. It's definitely a spectacle for sure. I mean, I I remember definitely feeling like super excited when I first fought Radon and with all the like the summons that I kind of met at Redmain Castle. Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a blast. Yeah, I'm, there's a few things there that you mentioned that I'm glad you brought up. Well, the first being the the uniqueness, and then the, the part of that being the summons, because that fight includes the most summons you can have in a Soulsborne boss fight, if I'm not mistaken. I could be missing something, but when I checked, the only one that was close was the uh, the Ivory King fight from Dark Souls 2, the DLC, uh, where you can summon, you can bring in all the knights and kind of do the free-for-all at the end of the DLC. But But that is not nearly as many summons. So these are all the summons that you can, and these are important. This ties into a lot of quest lines actually, because so these are all these summons that you can bring to the Radon fight or that you can summon during the Radon fight. Blyde, who we talked about two weeks ago in the Ronnie episode, Iron Fist Alexander, Patches, who we didn't really talk about Patches last week, but Patches is involved with Volcano Manor and Rikard's quest law and Rikard's uh, association. Akina, Greathorn Tragoff, Lionel the Lionhearted, Finger Maiden Theralina, and Castellan Jaren. And then Jaren, so Jaren can only be summoned in the second stage of the Radon fight. That's a lot of summons. And the other thing I think is the excitement. I think the the one thing that always comes to mind when I think about the Radon fight is just the feeling you get when you when you get down to the little patch of beach where the teleporter is before the fight. When you know you're about to run, like you're about to warp over and it's it's go time. It's you and it's your band of everybody and it's Radon. Yeah, no, I'm, the anticipation was definitely, it was definitely real. So I feel like that's one of the kind of rare instances where you kind of know what you're about to go up against. Because you hear all about like Radon and his feats and what he's capable of before you you actually meet him and you know you're going to go face him it kind of reminds me a little bit um and i'll see what you think here of how things worked with artorius in dark souls one where you spend all that time hearing about how powerful and awesome and legendary artorius is and then you fight him in a depraved and weakened you know state and he's still just insanely strong and can and can devastate you with his attacks and he's just legendary warrior even though he's not what he probably was because of the abyss and, and in his case the abyss in radon's case the scarlet rock there's definitely a lot of like similarity there for sure because you hear again you hear like you had mentioned a lot about 
both parties. And so I definitely agree with you 100 percent. Yeah. And I think that's that's something else. The Radon fight, and I already mentioned this a little bit, ties into a lot of different or seems to tie into a lot of different storylines in the lands between. I mean, it's part of NPC quest lines like Alexander's and, and uh, obviously uh, Ronnie sending Blyde there. But another thing that I found interesting was Patches being there. Because I've never really thought about that um, until we, you know, I started, we started doing research for this episode, but Patches being there representing Volcano Manor, essentially, or seeming to, because that's the only person we know he would be doing any, you know, errands for. It seems like another example of Reichert and his subordinates helping Ronnie. No, I, I agree with you. It's like you said, it is odd, though, that they sent seemingly sent patches i because i hadn't really thought about that have you ever really thought about that but like patches being there i hadn't really considered it because because i like like i spend so much time kind of just overlooking patches being there because he dips out which now that we're talking about it almost feels like like the design is like you're not supposed to think about oh yeah volcano manor is still helping ronnie i just thought that was all interesting with how just how many different because there's also and and i I don't even want to get into what this could mean but Lionel the Lionhearted is actually associated with Fia. So it seems like basically just at this point, everybody wants Radon dead. Oh, it would definitely seem so. There's a bunch of different associations kind of coming together. And even the the festival itself is being held by Radon's men. Something else I just thought of, you just actually gave me a light bulb moment. There's a pretty big parallel I see now between Radon and Rikard and the fact that when you show up to both of their castles, their men are the ones asking you to kill them. That's true. Because, I mean, I in both of their own ways, they've kind of strayed from the path. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, Rikard by choice, I would say Radon less so because that's, his is the result of Scarlet Rot and whatnot. But I mean, absolutely. No, there definitely is like the interesting correlation between the two. And so just before we move on with the the rest of some of the things we've learned about Radon and, and things of that nature, do you have any stories that come to mind just of your own experience with the the boss fight before we move off of the boss fight as the topic? Uh, I just wanted to say it was definitely the most fun that I had in a boss fight in Elden Ring for sure, probably in uh, in a Souls game for the longest time, to be honest. But the part in the fight where he does this gigantic leap and he kind of soars off into almost space, I'm assuming, I thought that that kind of got me a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And that move that you were mentioning where Radon kind of leaves the arena and comes crashing down from the sky as essentially a meteor really embodies his mastery of gravity magic or gravity sorcery and that's that's one of the more known or one of the more openly discussed and like well-known parts of his character is that prowess of gravity magic i mean his nickname obviously being the star scourge but also uh, that's that's what he's that's what he's functioning doing in ronnie's quest line he's holding the star he's literally holding the stars back halting her fate when you defeat him something literally comes crashing into limgrave and opens up in the underground and causes you know, causes the crater there. And one of the uh, the item descriptions that actually kind of points to a lot of this in the first place is 
from one of the gravity sorceries itself, the Collapsing Stars Gravity Sorcery item description, which talks about it being a gravitational technique mastered by the young Radon. And then the, the end of that item description actually features a quote, uh, which seems to be from supposedly from Radon himself. I thank you for your tutelage, for now I can challenge the stars. Radon's remembrance also has m- m- mention of the Red Lion General wielding gravitational powers, which he learned in Celia during his younger days. So during his younger days, at some point, Radon went and became a master of those gravity spells. And like we've talked about the past few weeks with the other Karian siblings, this is something that the, the members of the children of that family seem to do is venture out into the world and have experiences and, and you know, interactions with other schools of magic and types of power in the world. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that's kind of interesting to me, at least, is the part in the item description for the remembrance of the star's courage. It mentions the, the part uh, also he would never have to abandon his beloved but scrawny steed. And that's uh, kind of interesting because that seems to be a little bit of a misdirection. At least, because I don't think, although it could be possible that's maybe a reason, but it's not the entire reason in my eyes. Yeah, you're saying like, it it seems like a lot of trouble to go through for the horse. Yeah, just for the just for the reason of being the horse. Yeah, it it seems it seems like a lot of trouble to go through for for the horse. I know. uh, Let's be let's let's throw some respect on good old Leonard there. Yeah, he he has a name. but but uh I do think I agree with you there. I think it feels like a lot to go to a, tr- a lot of trouble to go through just for the bond with the horse. And I also think it's a little hypocritical because he clearly doesn't care about the horse in my opinion because look at the condition the horse is in when you, you know, and not even just when you fight him because when you fight him he's feral, but like in the in the artwork in the cinematic where he's fighting Melania, I mean that horse looks miserable. Like, like that thing is like barely alive. <laughs> yeah. And I think to your point, going back to the collapsing stars item description in that quote, whenever he finished learning, whether it was collapsing stars or the gravity magic in general, and he thanked whoever it was for their tutelage, he he declared that he could now challenge the stars. He didn't declare, now I can save my horse or now I can ride my horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He made his intentions clear in the in that moment. Yeah, that whatever whoever whoever taught him those things. I do see what you're saying there and I I I I find the entire thing a little interesting and I wouldn't be surprised there because we know Radon was very involved in the Golden Order as a general and you know, he has connections to Godfrey and things of that nature. Just like Riker, you know, as we talked about last week being the lead inquisitor for a time before his departure. I, I mean, these guys were demigods. These characters, these characters were are demigods. These characters were very prominent, you know, members of the royal family, and, and in that sense, were probably very involved and had a lot of knowledge that like the every everyday citizen of the lands between wouldn't have. And so, I I don't think it is far fetched to say that yeah, like Radon probably figured something out about what he was trying to stop that Ronnie was doing. 
and he realized that the gravity magic was the key to something there. I'm sure partially it was the horse, but I, I do agree with you. I think that the horse almost kind of feels like a tongue in cheek, like, like that's like what he, that's like what he tells people. That's like the public facing answer. Kind of just a big, another big part of his character with, I, I mean, we've kind of mentioned this a little bit, but we can, we can look at this more. He, he looks up to Godfrey a tremendous amount. And there are some item descriptions that, that tell us a lot about things that Radon seems to value just as characteristics and, and whatnot. And one of those is the, his helmet itself, the red Radon's red made helmet. The item description for the armor reads, Helm of the Golden Lion with flowing red hair, worn by General Radon. Radon inherited the furious, flaming red hair of his father Radigan and is fond of its heroic implications. And then, again, there's another, what seems to be a direct quote from Radon. I was born a champion's cub. Now I am the lord of the battlefield's lion. So, he's very proud of his red hair. He's, he's proud of its heroic implications. So, he's proud of what that would seem to me that it's, he's proud of what the hair represents. It represents how strong his dad is. And the two people that we, we know from that that he's looking up to or seems to idolize are Radigan and Godfrey, who are, and Godfrey especially, is, is that old school, you know, strength is power. Strength is, is d- d- dominating your opponent. You know, strength is being a warrior. Like, it's, it's, it's not... This type of new age in the lands between thinking that we sort of see with Ronnie or like some of the stuff behind Mikkel, what we think Mikola's ideology might have been like, it's very, this is an old school way of thinking in the lands between. No, most definitely. I mean, I would say Godfrey is probably like his idol, you know, I mean, he has the, all the symbolism in the way that he kind of not only fights because he's very like vicious and like in your face the same way that Godfrey would fight because we fight both of them and we can see, you know, there's similarities between like the intensity and the way that they approach a fight. But also, I mean, if you look at Radon's like design and like all of like kind of the the descriptions and everything like it mentions like lion symbolism. It mentions like all this, the strength and stuff like that. As he mentions, he's super proud to be in service of the Lord of the battlefield, which is Godfrey. Not only does he represent like strength and stuff like that, but also he represents, you know, the golden order. And that's something that Radon is very passionate about. Well, I think all of that goes hand in hand. Like it's, it's, it's because Radigan also is very big on the Golden Order and Radigan is somebody that Radon seems to have a tremendous amount of respect for, or at least pride in being related to. But yeah, and, and the lion imagery is all over Radon's gear. The, the, the boss weapons that you can get as a reward for turning in the remembrance of Radon are, are the, the lion great bow and then the star scourge great swords. And both of those item descriptions within the descriptions at some point mentioned being decorated with a lion mane motif. We already talked about the helmet, which is part of the armor set. They're obviously the armor. The rest of the armor is decorated with lion symbolism, which of course relates to Godfrey because we know about Sirash, the lion sort of beast man like that is basically bound to Godfrey, it seems, to control Godfrey's bloodlust, which is when Godfrey changed his sort of identity from Horalu 
back in the day to Godfrey. So the attachment of Sirach and Sirach closing down and locking in, bottling in Godfrey's bloodlust is what makes him Godfrey. So Sirach would have been, you know, part of Godfrey's sort of being and attached to Godfrey when Radon was serving him. So, of course, there's a lion. You know, Godfrey is associated with the lion. He's the lord of the battlefield. He's who Radon mentions, you know, being he, he Radon talks about being the lord of the battlefield's lion, you know, like in that item description. So it, it makes a lot of sense that Godfrey is, you know, his favorite or it certainly seems that way. I, it's interesting because Radon seems to feel differently from like you said, his siblings. And I find it interesting also that it seems like from a sibling standpoint, Radon was just kind of beefing with everybody because like he's not aligned with Ronnie or Riker's goals, it seems, at least not at the current point, because he's actively trying to stop Ronnie's goals. And both Riker's faction and Ronnie's faction are sending retainers to help defeat Radon. But also he had a tremendous battle with Melania, which is why he's in the condition he's in in the the first place. So it kind of just seems like he was beefing with everybody because also actually now that I'm thinking about it, there's also this scene in the opening cinematic where he's fighting with Morgoth. So it seems like everybody just wanted a piece of Rattan. Yeah. I I mean, we can't really be too sure as to the reason why, but it definitely seems like, you know, he's definitely not in everybody's good favor because he's either out here picking fights or he's you know just being heinous enough to want his own family to, to put a stop to it and that relationship with melania seems to be one of the more important ones for both of their stories i mean because that i mean that's that's probably in terms of like individ, like outside of like the night of the black knives and like probably the shattering I'd say there's a pretty good chance that that battle between those two and Caleb is the most impactful event in the lands between that we know of. Because, like, I mean, the Night of the Black Knives is obviously huge. We talked about that. The shattering of the Elden Ring, again, also huge. But, like, the battle between Radon and Melania and Caleb saw an entire portion of the continent changed forever. Yeah, it, no, it definitely had the most impact. And I definitely think that the fight between Radon and Melania is also pretty notable because I mean at least in my eyes it seems like this is the first time where it wasn't too certain that Radon would make it out and we see that you know he he's still standing he's still alive but he's not who he used to be anymore so it seems like you know Radon maybe for the first time met someone who could possibly kind of be his match. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, that's another thing I find funny about the Melania side of that, too, is how when you fight Melania as the player, she introduces herself as having never known defeat. But it's like she she didn't beat Radon. I mean, they at best they tied, you know, uh, she I guess she won because she can still speak to you like she's not she's not feral. So, like, I would say, like, 
probably like, okay, yeah, like if we're looking at it, like, obviously this isn't how it would be, but like, if you're looking at it, like, it's, it's like a technical knockout, you know? Yeah, I was literally just thinking the same thing as a TKO, yeah. Yeah, it's like a TKO, and it's like, all right, cool, like, so she, so she, she didn't get defeated by him, but I just, I agree that that's an interesting part of this because both Radon and Melania individually are talked about such fantastic, uniquely gifted, unstoppable warriors that the notion of them fighting, it's like, it's huge. I, I mean, that would be such a clash because again, like, like not just are these demigods, but like these are demigods that other demigods are looking at and talking about and, and, and speaking of and being like, that is the strongest one of us that is you know we don't want to mess with melania we don't want to mess with radon no i mean everything about caleb in his current state in the game is kind of hellish in a sense everything's rotting and it's fetid and festering and just kind of gross just all of it is could kind of be a little overwhelming a little bit like caleb was Honestly, my least favorite area because of all of those reasons. I loved the design of it, that side of it, you know, the kind of like in, like intensely red and just kind of angry feel that I got from it. And it was very interesting, but like as far as like gameplay, I mean, that was probably the area where I felt the most kind of on edge. So the effects of like their battle are definitely apparent. Yeah, and something I've always thought about with with Radon and Melania and, and how that battle is hyped up and and just their dynamic in general is they kind of do seem like they would be especially from Radon's perspective. They kind of they fit very well as natural rivals because I mean they both are talked about like we already mentioned as these great warriors but also just from this this at the smaller scale from the interpersonal and just like the family relations side of things like Melania being born and being a daughter of Radigan in America represents a lot of negative things in Radon's life like Radigan leaving Renala and having Melania and Mikola after his union with America both represents Renala losing her mind Radigan leaving Radon's family and Godfrey being banished from the lands between because of course just remember Godfrey would have to be banished for Radigan to be there as the new replacement for Godfrey and then having fathered Melania and Mikola so by the time that Melania is around Godfrey is gone Renala is now insane and Radigan has left Renala I'm not saying any of that is Melania's fault like, but like I said, from Radon's perspective, I, I, I just, just, it's a very human thing to place that sort of frustration and blame on what might seem like an easy target. Like, oh, th- th- you know, this person represents all these bad things. I'm, I'm angry at them. And it's like, cause Radon, what Radon can't bring Godfrey back. Radon can't save Renala. And, and, and when we know that these characters, you know, have these relationships and care about each other, I mean, we see siblings doing things to help their siblings, parents doing things. To, I mean, this this is part of Elden Ring and the lands between in these these two families. 
Yeah. No, I mean, kind of like you said, it is a very human thing to kind of resent something or someone that kind of acts as a symbol of everything that you've lost. And I mean, reasonably, we don't know too much about Radon's character because of the state we find him, but he's not going to point that resentment towards Mikola, a kid. Well, and maybe, I mean, maybe that's why Melania and Radon were going at it in the first place. I mean, for all we know, Radon was also doing things to stop Mikola's agenda. And that's, I mean, because Melania is the blade of Mikola. So I've always assumed that she was there fighting Radon to do something for Mikola, not to do something for herself. Yeah, no, that, and that is a possibility, you know, a very real one, because like you said, she is the, the blade of Mikola. Although she could also just have her own kind of motivations for it. But I just thought, you know, it makes more sense for him to be just kind of upset with Melania over Mikola. Yeah, I I think Radon just seems like he's upset at everything. But I I think the thing that I think the thing that would separate Melania and make her more of the rival would just be that she's talked about as such a great warrior, because I think that would bother him. I think it would bother Radon that somebody else is being talked about as this undefeatable warrior, you know, when he's there and he exists. Well, no, most definitely. Well, especially when you think about who he idolizes and that being Godfrey, you know, they're both about being like these pillars of strength and like representing this awesome power. No, it's I could see him kind of being like, yeah, this this is absurd. Like you. you kind of like uh you're you're aware of what my accomplishments are but yet you have refused to acknowledge them yeah and one more thing that i was looking at that i think actually kind of just underlines the whole point that both of us seem to be agreeing on here is that if you look at the item description for radon's great room the last line of the item description says the great room burns to resist the encroachment of the scarlet rod Radon is so against Melania and what she represents that his great rune itself is conditioned to fight off the scarlet rot, which is what she holds within her. So basically what she is the embodiment of his great rune, something that you know would be the core at the core of his power. It basically to me it reads like at, at Radon's very core, he's against everything Melania represents in the world of the Lance between. I I would agree with you. I mean, to, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. I mean, it literally is kind of spelling it out for you. It makes it seem like, at least in my mind, that um, this rivalry, this rivalry has lasted for a very long time. Like, it's not something fresh. It's not something new. Radon and Melania have never seen kind of eye to eye, regardless of their their stat, their stat, state and stature within the world. Yeah, it almost, it almost feels like, as, as, we, as we wrap this up, it almost feels like, now that we've talked about this, that the showdown, the big showdown in the cinematic between Melania and Radon was was kind of the 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 final chapter in what might have been you know boiling frustrations for a while between those two and i i think that the frustrations between 
And, and the relationships between the, the two royal families at play here, the Karian royal family and then Merrick, Merica's Erdtree line are some of the most important components to a lot of this because it explains the motivations or can help explain the motivations between these characters. And next week, we're going to finish up talking about one of those families because we are going to talk about the last member of the Karian royal family, Ranala, the queen of the full moon. That's right. But kind of reaching the the end of all the um of all the figureheads of like these families and it's gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, I, I think there's we mentioned we mentioned Renala a little bit in the Ronnie episode, but we really haven't said too much about Renala because she doesn't really have a lot of interaction that we know of or reference to within item descriptions and stuff with Rikard and Radon. Honestly, those relationships we don't really know as much about. Um, so I am interested to do to look into Renala and things of that nature uh, um, and kind of look at that, her storyline and what we can uncover there. Other than that, this has been another episode of the Elden Archives. As always, we are part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, and you can reach out to the show at theeldenarchives at gmail.com. That is the Elden Archives, all lowercase, at gmail.com. And that is for really anything. If you have theories of your own that you want to share, uh, obviously, uh, I've said this before, but we will, we will read those out. We will make a spot for those. And once we have, you know, once we get some of those in, we will we will read those out on the air um, on the show. We will read those out on the show, and um, other than that, you can send in. You can also send in things like um, suggestions for future episodes, things you might want us to talk about, feedback of any kind. You know, any, anything that you want to share with us that you want us to read that can go to that contact. We are also on Twitter uh, or X or whatever you want to call it at the El- or at Eldon Archives, and then I am at Eldon Spartan. Uh, Gatsu, what's your handle? I am at Gatsu nine nine five. And then, of course, as part of the uh, Robots Radio Network, we are on the Robots Radio Discord. So you can check out the show's channel there and chat with us there, or reach out to either of us there. That is where you can reach out to us. Remember to check out the episode next Saturday on Queen Renala of the Full Moon, and we will see you all at the foot of the Earth Tree. Cool. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi. I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Rummer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at 3 Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3 thoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.